Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another kind of episode of the Carousel Project podcast. We so appreciate y'all being listeners. It means the absolute world to us. But sometimes things happen and we need to take a little time off to spend with our family and friends, and that's what's happening this week. So in the meantime, catch up on one of our favorite bonus episodes that are normally only available to our Patreon patrons. You'll get a 15-minute preview of one of our favorite bonus episodes, and hopefully you'll want to check out the rest um, over on Patreon, which is in the show notes below. The bonus episodes are some of our absolute favorites because it gives us a chance to dive a little deeper into some of the weirder topics in the Disney world. In addition to that, if you want to drop us a line, you can still find us on Carousel Project Podcast on Instagram, and you can also now give us a call and leave us a voicemail that could be featured on one of our future episodes. Find us at 407-457-4456 and leave a voicemail. We absolutely cannot wait to hear. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We cannot wait to be back in just a few short weeks. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. Take care. Love you. Bye. Watch out. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first bonus episode of season six of the Carousel Project podcast. We're so thrilled to bring you more bonus episodes this season. Thank you so much for being patrons. It means the absolute world to us that you not only listen to our podcast, but that you go above and beyond to be a part of our community. We're so excited to share this topic today. This bonus episode goes hand in hand with our season opener on the opening of Disney's Hollywood Studios. We are so excited. And um, this topic, it's something that I always wanted to research, but ever since I got this book sent to me about the history of this attraction, I just really have such an appreciation for it. And I feel like a lot of people don't know much of the story behind it. So I'm really excited for us to dive into the, y'all, that with y'all on this bonus content that not everybody's going to get. So I can't wait. Woohoo! And before we dive in, my name is Josie, and you can find me on all socials at Josie Maida. And my name is Kate. You can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. But y'all probably already oh, knew yeah, that. Y'all now, have patrons, I you know. am super excited for this episode because it was something that I never got to experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the magic of Disney animation. Um, I got to see a little bit of the behind the scenes, which we'll talk about more in the episode once I was working at Disney years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kate, did you ever get to experience this attraction? That's what I was going to say. I never got to, I, I don't think I ever got to experience the original version of it because Mm -hmm, it would go mm -hmm. through three versions over the years um and even if i did i would have only been like four so i don't remember you know i was being carried through probably eating a snack or something but yeah i mean from the surface for me growing up i was always like it's such a crime that they didn't keep it the exact same but like after reading the book and talking about like what was going on in disney animation during this period of time like it makes sense why that original version couldn't have existed even even a decade later because of how much yeah. had changed. So anyway. Well, I can't wait to learn more because I feel like you definitely know so much more about this, which I'm I'm super excited. I know you read like a, a book on it and, you know, Kate had visited MGM Studios and I never really got to. So there's a whole other layer there. But I think I found some pretty fun stuff, too. And oh, yeah, I'm sure. like I said, I got to see some of the behind the scenes. So. I want to hear about the Let's behind the scenes. Let's jump into it. 
Okay, well, the Magic of Disney Animation opened right alongside um, Disney MGM Studios on May 1st, 1989. One thing that I did not put together until I read the book is that it really made sense for them to put this in the park because they were putting such a heavy focus on having like live action production happening. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't they do cartoon as well? That's what the company yeah, started it makes around. Sense. Exactly. That's what the company mm-hmm. started around. And also it, it touched like every kind of exactly. like Hollywood. It had animation, which of course was so important to the company. And then they had, you know, the live action TV and movie. Yes. They had music, they had stunts, they, you know, whatever. So I I think it's really, really cool that they did something that was so Hollywood, so Disney, um, and brought something to the table that was distinctly Disney. And one thing um, that in the book I read they talked about is like, for us, the edutainment of Disney parks and stuff, it seems mm-hmm. it seems very like, oh, of course Disney, who runs an animation studio, would share this, this step-by-step process, this overlooking experience for guests. But honestly... Really, before Walt in the 1930s, animation um, animators like did not want to share that step by step process. They wanted to keep the illusion. They they didn't want to share like how animation worked. And Walt famously, you know, started two different ways that he was create you know sharing the animation process with consumers, which was ultimately in a you know marketing PR way. It was another form of marketing for his upcoming productions Mm -hmm. because they're getting to see part of it so anyway the first way was through and I think this whole ride was that yeah no exactly everything I mean a lot of this park kind of at the time was very much you know um very much into pushing Disney animation Disney movies which had kind of taken a back seat for a little while so I feel like this was really a great way for them to reinvigorate that whole animation program and it it kind of was just again we know that Mikey the synergy was just always a 10 out of 10. Yeah so I just I thought it was interesting because for me it was like oh this it seems like an obvious thing like you said synergy but like knowing that other animators in the field that far back they were like we don't want the public to know what we're doing we don't want mm-hmm. to them to know how it works and Walt was like I'm yeah. gonna go against that let and they got RKO to make a series of different types of videos for different demographics on like different pro- parts of the processes as far back as like 1937 um and then we would see the new version of that with this attraction um with the back to Neverland film that would begin mm-hmm. the attraction um but I, I thought that was interesting because, you know, Walt, that was what Walt did with television. He was like, this is my way to get into the home of people and share what we're doing. And I I guess I'm saying I just love that they, they use that again because in the 80s before Mikey and Frank came in, I mean, the entire company was struggling and yeah. the animation was yeah. really not doing well. So I guess this was like, this was right before the you know Disney Renaissance would kick off. We know that, but like this was. But kind we knew of the that he was. This was kind of it was ramping coming. Up. Like Mikey yeah. knew that he wanted to be pouring yeah. more time and effort and energy into the animation program, and so I think it's just so cool that he included it, um, you know, in this way. And now for people like me who had never experienced this attraction and never knew, you know, this area as anything else, um, 
It closed in 2015 and is located where Star Wars Launch Bay is in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I know, I hate I it. Can't talk about I didn't really, I did not know that Star Wars Launch Bay, I mean, I had been to the park, I went to the park in 2013 and yeah. I did go to Disney's Hollywood Studios. So maybe I walked past it or maybe it was kind of like, I'm sure at that point winding down, um, but I don't remember um, doing anything with the magic of Disney animation. Yeah. But just so y'all can get a picture in your head, it was located where Star Wars launch bay is which now it makes a lot more sense i did walk watch a walk through mm-hmm. of the attraction mm-hmm. before it closed on youtube oh, and um you know it was just at the end like it was like one of its final days so it wasn't oh. like the original version of the oh, attraction okay, okay. but now it makes so much sense as to why there are so many like theaters in the star wars launch bay area i always yeah. was like that makes no sense like yeah. if you really look at star wars launch bay and after watching this video i was like oh it's clear that like this was had a totally different design yeah and it's crazy because um you know like you said the only version of this attraction i remember is like probably the 2004 to 2015 version where they had closed the studio at that point they were not doing animation there anymore it was just strictly like a entertainment space for people they had like the animation Mm -hmm. academy meet and greets i remember meeting lotso in there because it was like random meet and greets that you normally couldn't do so that's probably what i remember about that version right before launch bay and i mean i don't know i just feel like it's so random having the launch bay there um but i get it i get it they were like it's like launch bay the closed theater from the little mermaid the disney uh junior dance party (laughs) like it's just like such a friggin' mess. I think Star Wars and that whole park kind of is a mess to me. Like yeah. Star Tours being where oh, it is. Yeah. I, for a while, was really oh, convinced yeah. that they were going to get rid of Muppets exactly Courtyard because I was like, that's the only thing separating Star mm-hmm. Wars from Star Wars mm-hmm. and it not being all together. Um, the anal part of me hates that like Star Wars in the park is just like all over the place. And I just think they need to absolutely gut star wars launch bay and um that theater and do something like that whole area could be something so much cooler um i think i don't think they're gonna bring back the little mermaid show i feel like the writing is on the wall with that yeah i feel like it's gone because it was it 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 smelled like mold in there before the pandemic and like it It was was not a good show it was never supposed to be there that long though like it was never compared to to all of their other stuff like it just was not up to snuff with like other yeah it was a placeholder it was a placeholder until they got a dark ride built for little mermaid which didn't happen and people ended up liking it so they were like whatever we'll just keep it around you know like it it moves crowds and now she's got to go now she's just sitting there dead i mean they gotta they gotta get it going they got that whole mm-hmm. area just needs to be gutted i mean you know the, the disney junior show it serves its purpose it's not even a show it's like a dance party yeah. like i think it's like they like hop around and like yeah. the characters come out which is like cute and fun but it's nothing compared to like the bear in the big blue house or yeah. the dog or like the obvious attention to detail they used to do before now i'm pretty sure it's just like characters coming out and like dancing and kids can dance yeah and for me the craziest thing is like before it became the bear in the big blue house show it was just like a restaurant it was called studio catering and it was a restaurant and i have Mm -hmm. photos in there it was like i met um, miko and the genie and stuff in there but i was always like where was this and then i googled that's that's where they had that's where they had the catwalk bar so part of club 33 and disney's hollywood studios wow this is really this is part of club 33 tour so we are going we are really this is really (laughs) bonus episode (laughs) material um but it was really cool because that location you're talking about Mm -hmm. now when i worked at club 33 they were just opening 
during the Disney Junior Dance mm-hmm. Party. So, like, we would hear it upstairs because oh. the Club 33 in Disney's Hollywood Studios, although it looks like it's located above um, the Brown Derby, yeah. and it is, it's kind of also above the Disney huh. Junior Dance Party. That makes so sense. So, it used to, it used to be... Above that restaurant that you're talking about, like up on the top, there is an area called the Catwalk Bar. And it was a bar. Um, And so that's kind of where Club 33 is now in Disney's Hollywood Studios is where the Catwalk Bar That four-year-old Kate wouldn't have been there, so. (laughs) Um, And so it's really cool in the Club 33 in Disney's Hollywood Studios. It has a very mid-century modern feel. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Siamese cats were very popular. Ah. So next to the bar, there's two little bar. There's two cats, like two Siamese cats on the wall next to the bar. (gasps) So everyone was like, oh, it was a popular design piece. And Siamese cats obviously have a place in Disney movies. But it's also a fun little nod to the Catwalk Bar that was once upon a time what this Club 33 location is. And it's so funny because when I joined the Club 33 team it was I'm pretty sure I told you that when I gave you your first tour, no but I mean obviously like a long time no I was gonna happened. say I feel like so I Kate's like no I would remember no. that um I'd be I'd be living for that like, info <laughs> I feel like it's funny because when I joined club 33 our tours was were such a huge part of like our training it was what I was most excited about yeah. and now when we go to club 33 like as guests which I'm so 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 a million times thankful yeah. for I feel like if I was to be like hey can you give me a tour like I feel like they'd be like what yeah like yeah it's sad because there that. are so many cool little things that I feel like weren't written down it was like passed from liaison yeah. to liaison and so there was like, never like a manual made you know of the info mm-hmm. oh that's yeah tough. i mean there was some stuff but of like course stuff like the yeah but the cool stuff like that. that yeah like the deep yeah, cuts yeah, yeah. yeah no that's um that's interesting well the reason i'm mentioning the studio cater the whatever it was well, i'm glad you did catering is that like the original backlot tour that was like two hours long um you were on this tour for so long that, like, you needed to eat after. And so I'm trying to imagine, like, knowing all these attractions are next to each other, you know what I mean? Like, Studio Catering is on the right. If you walk through the little arch, like, Studio Catering's on the right. Magic of Disney Animation's right in front of you. But that wasn't the entrance at the time. And then, um, you know, we we didn't realize this, but, like, the trams where they pick you up is, like, behind magic of Disney animation, which I wouldn't have realized because I'm all like, I've only done the old, the new version. So like, you don't realize like those buildings were butted up against each other and now they're not mm-hmm. there anymore. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's the weird stuff I look at when I look at old maps. I was like, that's an interesting well, it's flow. So cool. The park just used to be so much cooler. Yeah. So, you know, um, I guess, I guess segueing back into the attraction, <laughs> going back to the attraction, we just love vintage yes mgm studios um what i what i loved about what so the author of this book is mary e lesher the book is the disney animation renaissance behind the glass at the florida studio because while this was the magic of disney animation the animation group within was called walt disney feature animation it was like the florida studio of it when this attraction first came out Sure, it was supposed to be on paper, a a working studio. They were going to have two employees for each of the parts that would work in, you know, interchangeably so people could have days off. So that way, when people came through, they could see them technically working on something. Yeah. But as 1989 went on and in through the rest of 2004, when it would eventually close, 
they were working as like a legit studio like like California like relied on them to create certain steps of their projects that they were working on over there because they saw the capability of that space um and it's really interesting because that's stuff that people outside the glass weren't picking up on you know they're just walking through watching I think that's kind of how it is right now. Like I saw a video about this on TikTok of all places, Ah. but somebody being like, is this a person or an animatronic in, um, what's it called? In, uh, the land, in the living with the land. Oh, I saw that. 